I haven't touched my TT bike since like the TT in Volta. Like, <laughs> oh, I just don't ride it. <laughs> like obviously if I'm targeting a race, I'll ride it like a few weeks leading up to it. Right. But I think like, yeah, I think people overestimate the like riding it so much. Mm. Like, it's obviously different muscle groups and everything, but I think if you just ride it a few times a week leading up to your race, you'll be fine. G'day legends and welcome back to the Pro Street Podcast presented by Zwift Legends, episode 93. And this one is the final episode of our Tour Down Under coverage. I really hope you've enjoyed all the eps with Sam, with Ali, with Sarah, and now our guest today, Finn Fisher-Black. Continuing on the Kiwi vibe, aren't we, from uh, last week's episode with Ali, who, funny enough, is actually from the same town uh, in New Zealand as me, which is New Plymouth. But Finn like his sister Neem, well, they're from Nelson in New Zealand. And, you know, we caught up at the amazing Hilton Hotel. We love the Hilton at the Tour Down Under. We caught up after stage two, and that was the stage where Del Toro, his teammate, went full bananas and won that stage and rode away from everyone. Now, Finn and I don't really talk too much about the tour, to be honest. We had bigger things to talk about, and mainly his season last year where he finally got a full season of racing um, and was able to show his potential. And whoever, you know, out there, you legends that watch every race and watch the Vuelta, you would have seen him. He was one of the strongest riders in that UAE team next to Ayuso, his teammate. And he was the main domestique um, for UAE while they were trying to ride against Kuss, Vingegaard, Roglic, and... Not only did he show you know his Grand Tour climbing skills um, in that third week at the Vuelta, but he also showed that he can be a contender, uh, finishing second on that main Queen stage, uh, stage 16 of the Vuelta against uh, Vingegaard. So that really sort of announced himself. And we talk about his 2023 season, but also how he came back from this epic crash he had where he broke his leg um, in his Neo Pro season and quite high up on the hip area too. And that's a hard injury to come back from, real delicate area of the body. So, you know, we find out how he recovered from that, the rehab he had to go through, and then trying to regain the confidence in the bunch um, that you sort of lose, you know, get swept away from you when you have a really bad crash. And I think you guys will find it really interesting. And of course, you know, like all TPR episodes, there's a ton of shit talking here, and even a story very unrelated to cycling that I just dropped in towards the end that um, <laughs> I'm sure you guys will all love. Now, legends, before we get stuck into this episode, we have to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the title sponsor, Zwift. It's the greatest indoor training platform there is. It's the only one you want to use if you want to train indoors, if you want to race indoors or you just want to get some riding in before work and you don't have time to go out for a bungee um, or your local loop. Zwift is just perfect for that. And I really implore you guys to have a crack at the climb portal. Um, get that thing up and try your time on Wollonga. Um, I'm going to give it a go in a few weeks and just see where I stack up against Sarah. I'm obviously going to be nowhere near Richie and I'm going to be nowhere near Sarah, but I'm hoping I can at least clock, I don't know, like a... A sub 10? I don't know. I'm out of shape these days on the bicycle. Um, but we'll see. But give it a try. Zwift is so good. And, um, you know, they're a huge supporter of the podcast. 
Also, bike racks, guys. We know bike racks are you know, really clean and nice way to store your bike um, indoor and outdoors um, with these really nice racks. They swivel. You can store your bike vertically, stack them up nice and neat in the shed, or stack them up nicely indoors in your bike room. Um, and they've even got the nice ones that sort of hug or hold them by the top tube, you know, maybe if you're displaying like an old retro bike, and they're really cool as well. So check them out, www.bike r-a-k-z so racks.com and use tpr20 you get 20 percent off that makes it 80 dollars a rack that's pretty good and finally pro cycling kit sales they sponsored us this uh summer season and we've got one more bit of kit to give away as well uh so we'll probably do that next episode so in the meantime head to their catalog their website and just have a look at how much stuff they have how much pro issue kit there is. Um, they recently dropped a whole heap of rare Trinity uh, kit, and you, if you've seen that design, it is really special and unique and super cool. Definitely recommend having a look at their gear and using TPR 10, 10% off. And uh, yeah, that's it. But legends, time to get stuck in this episode. I hope you enjoyed all the Tour de Under and Nationals apps. We've got a Cadell Evans focused app and maybe two coming up uh, in the next week. So guys, I'll see you on the next one. You know, we're just sitting here in the lovely Hilton um, after stage two, and we were just discussing your teammate, Mr. Toros, like Toro, but like, like nickname Toros, mate. That's a good one. Mate. Big Toros. Uh, what a nutcase! Like super exciting. You know, everyone in the village when he attacked, you know, a lot of casual watchers are in that village. They were yeah. like, "Whoa!" Like they full got up about yeah. it. Like. Crazy finish, mate. No, I feel like he's an exciting rider, and it's yeah, it's cool to see. I see as well, in his excitement just around the place. He's just so excited to be here, and, mm. and I think he just wants to try stuff in the races, and he's got the legs to go with it. So it's like a perfect combination, combination really. But yeah, yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, and on that, we're all waiting for that climb. It's pretty easy leading up to that, wasn't it? Really, that yeah. final climb. Yeah. And like you were saying before, you just kind of got blocked because everyone watching it was really, there's no real estate left, eh? No, uh, that's, that's it. And we weren't expecting it to be like that. Like, we thought it was going to be quite a simple run because it was, like, so straight and slightly uphill. Yeah. But it was just blocked. And I think it was partly down because it was headwind as well. And it was just, like, yeah, blocked across the road and we didn't, we were kind of a bit all over the place yeah. uh, around the bunch. Uh, but, yeah, managed to come back to the front of the race at the top of the climb, which was lucky. It was lucky it didn't split up too much on the climb. Mm. Plaffy was having a go at it, obviously. <laughs> he was, <laughs> and he was having a good go at Navarez yeah. as well, full spitting him. Yeah. Um, fair play too. Uh, so here, it's great to have you here at um, TU, man. Uh, I wondered, right, what's, what do you like the most about Tour and Under so far? What's I good just, about it? I don't know, it's like, it's got a bit of like a happy ambience around it, you know, like I feel mm. like all the other races were often some like random hotel in like Italy or France or something. You just like, it just doesn't feel like home, but this, like, even though it's not home, it almost feels like home. Yeah, right. And I think that makes it feel quite nice. And it also, you know, everyone in the same hotel, yeah. it feels like 
yeah, it feels like everyone's just gone away for three months and come back. It's one big happy family again. <laughs> and, uh, no, it's good racing as well. It's nice weather, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good way to start season, eh? Yeah, like, not too sure. rude. The stages aren't long. You know, yeah. like, nice, gentle stages relatively, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it is, it is good. What was it like, the change of temperature? Because yesterday was fucking melting. But yeah. today was, like, pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, I didn't mind yesterday so much. Like, uh, a lot of the Euros, you hear them all complaining in the bunch, <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know, I was thinking, like, oh, I feel all right. As um, if I, they can complain, though, like, at least Oceania people roll in, like, yeah. Belgian winter, get fully yeah. destroyed their first time, and, like, yeah. they come over for, like, one summer, happiest time of the year. Yeah. No, I reckon it's good for us, so I hope, hopefully this weekend is hot. Yeah. And we can uh, upset a few Euros. Yeah. That'll be good. Uh, so... Are you guys, uh, some of the teams I've noticed aren't eating the buffet, they're just going out. Are you guys at the buff? What, like, people going out every night? Yeah, well, Kenny Shramps and Neve was telling me before, they were going out most nights. Just missing <laughs> the, yeah, oh, just missing the buffet. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we've gone out a couple nights, but only before the race. Like, okay. Like last week, we were going out to some like uh, steakhouses or kind of thing. It's quite a nice place to eat around here. But uh, no. At the moment, we're just in the buffet every day. Are you on the rap game? Welsh was saying everyone's making these big wraps in the buffet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have seen the wraps. They're like green, though. They're like green tortillas. In yeah, the yeah, they're oh. nice. No, they don't taste green. Oh, yeah? No, they're good. Uh, uh, maybe I'll give it a go. I think it's just a bit of like spinach colouring or something. I remember they last, are nice. Last year at uh, Cadell Evans, everyone was making like toasties. It was like, <laughs> it was like this massive grill machine, and we were just having ham and cheese toasties. Mate, you can toast day. anything. That was good. Maybe uh, I'll get a nice spinach. Yeah, toasty would be alright. Are you, uh, are you just on like, for TDU, you just, like, is it just gels and mix, like in the bottles, that's it? Yeah, just the usual. Every race now we do just, uh, like, I have these, like, gummy things that I have, and oh, I just yeah. chuck, like, eight of them in the pocket. No <laughs> like, shit. Just, yeah, smash gummies and, uh, yeah, drink mix all day. What's, uh, what's UAE's nutrition sponsor? Innovit. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't it think is actually really that. good. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is really good now. It, like has been developing the last few years with the team, so it's uh, yeah, yeah. We're, oh, no we're doubt it'd be, it it'd be class. Yeah. What do you reckon makes like good nutrition? Because especially like a lot of people listen, we just buy whatever you know, what's on sale or you know what we get the discounts on or you yeah. know who gives I it to us for free. The biggest uh, kind of advancement in nutrition lately is the like two to one fructose oh, fructose yeah. close yep. Yep. ratio. But basically, like you'll know if if a product has this two to one ratio because it's passed it everywhere on it. Like mm -hmm. They really brag about it. So <laughs> it's, uh, that's the best stuff to get if you want like your stomach to handle it. Mm. And that's like what Morton uses, Innovit uses, is like uh, what they say, yeah, to yep. make the, handle the stomach so well. That's right, yeah. Take me back to my uh, nutrition studies. I remember learning about that. Oh yeah. It's kind of funny how like, I can't imagine how those riders rode the Tour de France like 20, yeah. 30 years ago on white. Yeah, and, and like nothing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like, like a couple of apples, yeah. you know, if you're riding for an Italian team. Yeah, Like, crazy. how the fuck do they ride those stages, you know? Yeah. And then like, no gears, like... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I guess they had, they had their own sense of gear, probably. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we've got stage three tomorrow. That's exciting, but I want to talk about last year, right? And the year before. Yeah. Uh, maybe not everyone would uh, remember. It's easy to forget things sometimes, but your bloody leg break. Yeah. Like, epic. And it's such a shit time. Like, when you're just coming up, you know, it's kind of, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Especially, was it your femur? 
Yeah, it was like right at the top of my femur, so pretty much in the hip joint as well. Really? So, Nearly yeah, like yeah. the acetabulum. Yeah, acetabulum something like that. <laughs> like, right Here I the come. <laughs> Mr. Anatomy. <Yeah. laughs> Mr. Year One Anatomy. Yeah. But how did you do it? Was it a crash? Yeah, it was a crash in like this tiny race in France. Like, oh, just a, Like a point pro in France. And it was in like the start of, at the start of my Neo Pro year, so it was yeah. like the worst timing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. How did you like, it must have been really tough in that, I don't know, first six months just to like, I don't know, how did you get through that? Yeah, I mean, I knew that, uh, to be fair, on the first like few months I kind of checked out. I was a bit like, oh, this is, like it was worse injury than I've ever had before. And it was like, I was already thinking then, like, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. Oh, shit. But then the strength started to come back really quickly and the strength wasn't a problem anymore. Like the bone came back really, really, really well. And everything but the problem was is that i got back in the bunch and i was just terrified of oh, like shit, yeah. everything like last year in down under remember it rained on the first yes prologue? oh fuck man. oh man i think i came like dead last and yeah. i didn't crash or anything like there was like 20 guys that you must be the only guy that didn't me. crash yeah they did yeah. a montage on yeah. before the race started yeah. <laughs> but they all still beat me like, i was going around there so slow just because i was terrified and then that's been the biggest yeah that's been the biggest thing to get over is just feeling comfortable yeah again, but. Did you feel like you got a lot of that back last year? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was I was really lucky last year that I didn't crash much. Yeah. And uh, I could kind of build that confidence back mm. up again, and I got a whole season in the bag. So yeah, that's and to get through Vuelta as well was yeah a lot of massive confidence as well. So. Do you feel like yeah? And everybody knows listening. We've all had our crashes in the local crit or just fallen over like a bloody noob at the lights or something. Sometimes I feel like you've got to have, like, when you're coming back, you're that nervous, nervous, you're taking corners really shit, or you're kind of, you know, not riding too close to people in, in a race. You always need to have those, like, near misses yeah. on the way back too, right? Because then you're like, oh, okay, I was fine. Yeah, you know, sure. or almost bumped that guy, or that guy almost hooked me, ah, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, like, did you have a few of those as you were coming back? And Yeah, well, stage one tour down under last year, I crashed. Oh. And then I was like, that was kind of the moment for me, like, okay, not every time I crash, I break my leg. Yeah. Whereas that was in my head before, was like, if I hit the ground, I'm breaking something. Fuck. Whereas okay, yeah. then I got That's up from block. that and I'm fine. And now I kind of think like, yeah, I'm trying to like think that not every time I'm gonna crash and break something. Like sometimes you just have niggly crashes yeah. and you just fall yeah. off and yeah. it's fine. You get up from Okay. But yeah, uh, just hoping that not everyone is. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Uh, when you were doing your recovery, Oh man, so then everyone, we're doing this in the lobby, so we run near the kitchen. Guy was dropping cups before, this other dude sneezed during the yeah. podcast. I was like, bless you, sir. Um, when you're doing your recovery, especially in the gym stuff, you see the strength came back quite quickly. Yeah. Um, are you trying to, are you trying to, keep, when you're coming back from it, are you trying to keep like, you know, have the, the balance of the strength of the legs the same? Are you testing that, like doing one legged stuff or? Uh, not, not so. Uh, yeah, we were doing like uh, one-legged stuff in the gym. We, especially like yeah, like leg press and stuff. I would never do double leg because you always just do more with the right leg. Yeah. And then yeah, I was I was doing a lot of like single leg stuff, just to. But as soon as that kind of got in a similar range to the other leg, I started just doing normal. Yeah, training true. Like normal because then I feel like your body kind of like adapts to it, you know. Definitely. But there were definitely, it was a lot of like strength work and just like lying on the floor stretching and. Really? Yeah, it was just trying to get the range of motion back in my hip was like, 
yeah, took the longest. Is that still, do you still have, you still got stuff to work on with that as well? Ongoing? Uh, or not really? I still have sometimes a little bit of pain. Like if I go too hard in the gym or something now yeah, or yeah. do too much stretching, it'll like real like flare up again. Uh -huh, it might uh -huh. hurt and then it'll kind of be, it'll hurt to walk or something, but yeah. But no, it's, it's mostly fine now. Great. Yeah. Well, like you said, you had a nice, consistent run last year, yeah. man. And you saw it at the Vuelta. That was, like, epic. I'm, lots of people were waiting to see it because I knew you got capabilities to be, like, at that level, right? Yeah. You had such a good ride, man. And, Cheers. yeah, of course, everyone was watching and everyone on Twitter and stuff going crazy for you know, how you rode in that third week. Yeah. Um, and that stage 16, um, stage 16, look it up, Vuelta. Vingegaard won that mountaintop, you rolled in second, like, but all, all Velta, you were such a good oh, teammate, yeah, dude, yeah. it was so good oh, to it was, see. It was really like, like, it was a confidence boost to me as well to know that, like, I could especially be there in the last week of a Grand Tour. Yeah. It's something you never know, it's just an unknown territory when you haven't done a Grand Tour, and, like, it's such a big part of being a pro rider. Yeah, is how you go on a grand tour because obviously they're the biggest races. You're kind of unlocking comedy, new yeah. things about yourself yeah. while you're fucking yeah. racing. Yeah, exactly. So no, it was it was really nice to be there, and especially after the injury to come back and do yeah. the world for the next year. It yeah, nice. and yeah. like can also like show everyone and your team as well too, right? Like yeah, I've got the talent. You know, you signed me for you know. Yeah, I've got this is it. Yeah, you know? so yeah. <laughs> it's no, bloody hopefully, good. Hopefully, yeah, we can improve on it even more this year. And then, yeah. Is uh is your is your contract like ongoing or is this like a contract year? This is my contract year. Contract yeah, year, so okay. Perfect timing though. Perfect yeah. timing for you last year then. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, when you're chatting with the team, you know, say for start of last year and then start of this year, do they give you kind of direction and with your coaching, you know, whoever does your coaching and stuff, like direction on where they sort of want you to focus your training on, like? You know, we want you trying to develop into this type of rider, so you would then maybe need to lean your training this way. Do they do that? Uh, training generally stays like pretty much the same. Right. Like uh, we have kind of what my coach will do, like yeah, the same. Uh, I mean, to what I've always done with him, you know, like obviously different riders are different, but mine's always pretty much the same to prep me for each race. Yeah. And like uh, yeah, the the summer winter period we just had is always you know just about getting k's in and then like yeah. strength efforts and then a few weeks of high intensity before down under mm. but it's all yeah pretty similar I, I mean i think for sure we're starting to realize what kind of rider i'm becoming because before it was quite unknown like oh, true, yeah, if yeah. i would yeah go for purely gc or yeah try and just, you know, week-long races maybe, or stages. Yeah, and only 23 was, too, so like... 22. You're 22, there yeah, you go, yeah, Sid. Yeah. We don't even, you know, you so, might... Yeah, there's still some years to decide, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. The strength efforts, far out. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> um, last year you did um, quite a few time trials. Yeah. Yeah, lost banked a few and you had yeah, some yeah. good results too. Yeah, sure. Some really good results. Does that is is time trying these days or do you for you is it time on that bike or is it more you're training outside of the TT bike and once you get on it, you know, the fitness is there. Oh, I'm the worst for like the there's some people that will train like every day on the TT bike leading up to an event but I haven't touched my TT bike since like the TT in Vuelta. Like, <laughs> oh, I just don't ride it. Like obviously if I'm targeting a race i'll ride it like a few weeks leading up to it right but i think like 
Yeah, I think people overestimate the like riding it so much. Mm. Like, it's obviously different muscle groups and everything, but I think if you just ride it a few times a week leading up to your race, you'll be fine. And like, I feel I've always felt comfortable on my TT bike. I've always like, you know, it's felt a natural position for me. So I think it's yeah. not so important for me. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, I guess if you just ride it when you race it, well, mostly, yeah. you just, if you rode it all the time, then maybe your muscles would adapt to riding in that yeah. position. Yeah, you know? no, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too good. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, once upon a time, I had a, I had a of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess you. Well, we've got after Tour Down Under, New Zealand Nationals, right? Yeah, but I'm missing them. Oh, is that yeah, right? I can't go to them. Yeah, I have to go to Saudi and Oman instead. Does Saudi have a TT? No. No. They both. Uh, Imagine that. It's a highway special. That yeah. would be. Right, oh, yeah. I was looking forward to the TT Nationals. Yeah, so was, uh, that was, would have been quite a battle. Yeah, it would have been cool, but yeah, okay. there's also opportunities in Saudi. And yeah, so for sure. Complain, so it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be looking forward to it. Saudi looks like an interesting race because they got all that, they just have all that stuff, you know, like yeah. on the side of the road. I'm actually excited to go there. Like, I feel like it's a cool country to go to. Yeah. So, like, you know, and also Oman I've never been to, so that's two cool countries I can take off. Definitely. And, uh, and uh, they look like some cool good courses like for me it's good like a low kj day and then just a climb a big climb yeah so, like that one they had oh. i don't know what it is but it's that big ramp up who won it last year in the uae yeah i think it's jabal hafit oh yeah the, that one yeah jabal and then yeah. but but saudi has a similar one but it's more of a draggy one it's always windy yeah. as well yeah no, yeah i think we do that this year yeah well. yeah I'm and then it goes along the flat on the top for a bit that young uh it's like a south american guy won it last year won that stage um Forget his name anyway. That's that's interesting. They it's good to watch because even though it's just like you know it's not your classic desert race, they do a big effort on the coverage to show the tourism parts of it. Yeah, yeah. They got some weird buildings and like you know that one yeah. that's one that's like a oh, it's all glass, but you kind of yeah. it's like a big mirage. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the museum or something. I don't know. You'll sure. see it, mate. Or maybe it's, like, it's Jaco's like yeah. second home, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it is. Alula. Well, now they I think it's Saudi. They're building that big like giant sort of housing structure. Basically, it's two big mirrors, right? Uh, I think I've seen this. Yeah. Is this the line one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Crazy, it's like yeah. a movie, right? Yeah. Are they actually building it now? They're building it, man. It's oh, yeah. gonna actually happen. Maybe I'll move there. Let's see. Cool. <laughs> Let's, I don't know. Let's see how long it takes. <laughs> but like, yeah, what a structure. Build yeah. whatever you want, I say. I mean, it's, it's, I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, oh, the pictures. I do like all these kind of like Middle East countries. It's like, it's, I mean, I've only really been to UAE, but it is really cool to go to. And it's it's like different, a, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, there's so much stuff to do. And it's like, the whole country is like, I feel like it's been put there for like having a fun time. You know, yeah. like, yeah. it's just so much stuff to do there. Like, yeah, it's cool to go, especially yeah. on holiday. It's good to go somewhere where you feel like you're out of place. And yeah, almost yeah. like you, uh, you sort of have to conform to their, you know, their way of life. You know, yeah, I want to yeah. feel like a, I don't want to feel like a tourist. I want to feel like someone who's like completely out of place. Yeah. You know, so because it's so different. You know, you can yeah. go to America, it feels kind of the same. Yeah, you know, that's true. You get the sport might be no, different. Yeah. Um, it's completely different for anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you about the TT, but. TT's still a big focus, right? Because maybe there's Olympic up for grabs, maybe? Yeah, it's a, yeah one Olympic spot? will be a big target for me, like uh, to make it into the, especially the TT. So 
Yeah, I say like I haven't focused on TT, but I, I definitely will for this year be focusing a lot yeah. on TT. And I think, I'm not sure if there's a TT at Paranese, but that'll be my first race in Europe. Usually yes. is. Yeah, that'll be uh, where I'll start. Be back on the TT bike. Will missing nationals hurt your chances or not really? Uh, like does, I guess if you do well on the Paranese, top 10 out or top 15, yeah. that probably would rank I've higher. seen like the selection policy and it seems that a world tour result is bigger than any other yeah okay fair, and fair enough fair enough so which yeah it makes sense because yeah yeah world tour is the biggest level you can get to so i don't know what it is about like track selection policies like every country just see they just seem to be yeah, all cooked <laughs> I, like, I remember i was trying to go to tokyo they're never straightforward yeah, and i was just like like they wanted me to come on the track team but then like they were saying yeah but you can't qualify for it and i was like well what are you what, what? are you talking about then <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. every country's track. Yeah. Every country's Olympic selection. It's just weird. Yeah. It's funny weird. Oh, well, that's that's exciting. Hopefully, you can put some good ones together because, um, well, my Olympics anywhere, but Paris Olympics would be yeah, like. Yeah, it'd be cool, yeah. They could put one on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, they'll have a big sporting block because they got Tour de France men's. Yeah. Fucking Paris Olympics and then yeah. Tour de France femmes. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, why they, yeah. That's why they started in Netherlands the first three stages because oh, okay. they needed to give Paris a break because yeah. they had got no staff yeah. and stuff. Oh wow! Well. So yeah, that'd be a massive block. Yeah. For viewers, that'd be cool. Yeah, sporting like yeah. from pretty much what you got three weeks in between Giro. We are just sport of choice. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hope. Let's hope you get some good ones together because what Gay Gator and Bevan probably the. Yeah, but also like uh, there's Logan Curry. Oh yeah, he's sniffing well. too. Yeah, yeah true. So, uh, Has he? Did he get? He was in Black Spoke. Yeah, he was in Black. Did he get picked he's up? In, uh, Lotto now. Yeah, good. He had a couple of good results. Yeah, he's a solid rider, especially in the TTs. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Good to have uh, some competition. Yeah. Uh, now you went back to. Did you go back home for New Year's for Christmas? Yeah, I was back. Uh, at the start of December, so I've been back, uh, yeah, six weeks at home. What did your parents get you for Christmas? Uh, my dad got me some, like, Lego. Oh, true. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I've just been building Lego. What, anything days. particular? Like a... You know, the like, fr I'm obsessed with Friends. They got me, like, the Friends Lego. <laughs> what, the cafe or something? Yeah, the cafe. No so, shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's real cool. Sounds complicated. Uh, but nah, that was probably my favourite present. What did you get your dad? Uh, probably just, oh, I got him some, uh, just whiskey and alcohol. Oh, that kind of thing. okay. Classic. Yeah. All right. Yeah, classic. Uh, last couple of questions, uh, Finn. Um, oh, did you know that on the screen today, they had you up as Finn Lachlan Fox Fisher? Yeah, I did see that. What's the deal with that? What's, is Lachlan Fox I've your middle name? I've got the longest names? name in history. I've got like six names. What, what are the rest of them? Uh, Finn Lachlan Fox Fisher Black is my full name. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, who decides that on the screen? I like, don't know, I've <laughs> never seen Lachlan Fox be put in there anywhere. Other is than that on your passport. UCI name or something? No, or? I don't think so. I think I just put Finn Fisher Black on my, someone's, on everywhere to do Someone's getting clever at, yeah. at Channel 7. Um, and they got it wrong. That's funny. Uh, what's your, from UAE, geez, UAE have got some good sponsors too. You guys got cracking. And the kit is elite yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, last was year was really, good with the sleeves. Yeah, I do like the white, full white. Now. It looks, nice. looks yeah, mean. Yeah. It looks mean. Um, what's your favourite bit of kit that you get from the, any of the sponsors? Uh, 
favourite bit of kit. But Lidl Trek, they got these little bum bags, mate. They look elite. Oh, Brody yeah. and Sprady were rolling around with them before. Oh. <laughs> Good, eh? Uh, I don't know what would be my I wish we got Russian Mills, but we don't. Oh, but that would be <laughs> if we got them. those but out. Sometimes, like I look at like the Russian Mills stuff, and I'm like, man, why? Get me one of them. Come on, Julian has he had his on. Yeah, I oh, saw he had it on. Other than that, no, I don't no, know. No, one no. result, they'll probably give you one. One like big result. Oh, yeah. Seems like everyone's rolling around with a bloody nice little time piece these days. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit of like a, a little subculture inside thing now. A lot of the guys get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that is cool. But I don't know, like, yeah, maybe, I mean, we don't get too much, like, casual stuff. We get we get a bit of, like, JBL, a lot of, a lot of oh, JBL yeah. headphones. Quite yeah, good. yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Um, can never go wrong with those. Oh, yeah, the bike's real good. No, um, oh, those are good. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair play. But yeah, if my imaginary Rich Mill would probably be my favourite. Fuck, let's then, go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, who is, um, do, who's your, when you're in Europe, who's your sort of main training partners? Do you have like a crew of people you cycle through or? Uh, yeah, I ride with George a lot. Oh, George cool. Bennett. Yeah. Him a lot and, uh, yeah, when I'm at home. Um, it's good to have someone who can talk to. Like. Yeah. I mean, we're neighbours <laughs> up in Andorra, so we're always, I can, I can just lean out my window and yell at him pretty much. Nice. So. Yeah. Um, what do you say, shut up, trying to sleep? Or <laughs> <laughs> he's actually like, yeah, I can, I can like walk out my door a bit, and I can see like his balcony, just throw stuff at his balcony. <laughs> good, you know? good, yeah. But no, it's uh, good to have him up there. He's kind of been like my mentor the yeah. whole time coming through, so it's good yeah. to kind of see him around so much. Yeah, that's well, good to see you got a ride too for on his rail. That's yeah. that's good. He got kind of hung out to dry a bit, I think. Um, that reminds me, <laughs> saying throwing stuff into the. Um, balcony when i used to catch the bus home from school right we used to yeah. the, the old buses used to have the windows you could slide back and forth so you could slide them open these yeah. days the buses here in australia there's no you can't slide them anyway they also used to have the big timetables you know as you could see this giant folding brochures they're huge like they'd fold out to like an yeah. a2 a1 bit of paper and they'd be stuffed in right next to the driver and so this is like you know year 10 year 11 yeah. we're all dickheads and we're getting on the bus <laughs> And we used to take, or we'd take a whole handful as our way to the back seat of all the brochures. And the bus, every time, would stop at this major intersection and we would be, we would get the green arrow to turn, but it wouldn't be a green forward arrow. So oh, whoever yeah. we'd pull up next to at this intersection, <laughs> we'd fucking take the, open the windows up <laughs> and we'd scrunched up all the paper. And we'd have the whole bus. So we've got like four cars lengths worth yeah. of cars to choose from. Which car has their window open? And we'd go to that <laughs> side of the bus. <laughs> we'd open the window and we'd wait, enough. yeah, we'd wait for the arrow to go green. And then every, from the whole bus, like every window of the bus, these timetables are coming out. <laughs> and they're trying to get them in the car. <laughs> and so I remember weird. once I just got a bit too crazy and I, I, I tossed an apple in there and I tossed this apple perfectly like a perfect gooseneck beer pong throw out of the window went into the window of this poor lady that was driving the car and it went right into like right on the seat in between her legs and she like looked down at the apple like fully surprised and then looked up and I think the roar of laughter of the bus of these 14 year old idiots in there it was so good I'll never forget it <laughs> and then so they stopped bringing, uh, sending the buses with the windows then. Oh, they started nah. sending the ones without them and then 
the bloody brochures. We're not there oh, anymore. The oh, we're idiots, eh? We're idiots, <laughs> you know? Was, we grow up. Yeah, it was good. Um, what's your favourite New Zealand chocolate bar? Um, or chocolate? I like uh, this one Cadbury one that you can't seem to get like anywhere else in the world. And it's the like Black Forest one with like little jelly bits in it and like... Oh, like the block with Black Forest. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, do you mean like a, like a rectangle bar? Oh, well, anything. Yeah, I'd say that probably. Just because you can't get it anywhere else. It's oh. like a... Cadbury Black Forest. I'm searching yeah. it now. It's just Cadbury Black Forest yeah. with like little jelly bits. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but you can't get it anywhere in like yep. in the UK or anywhere. I haven't found it anywhere. Right. Well, I don't know what else would be my favourite. Whitaker's is pretty good, but I, I don't really have any like uh, yeah. favourite flavour of it. Ali said Whitaker's. Yeah, I feel like Whitaker's just because it's Kiwi. It is good. Well, yeah. that's why I had to be, that's why I meant it had to be Kiwi only. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then yeah, Whitaker's I'd say. But All right. I like yeah. the Perky Nanas. I do like Perky Nanas. They're good, eh? And my friend was in New Zealand last week, coming to stay with me, and he's from the UK. And I was like, oh, you've got to try Perky Nanas. Yeah. These, like, these are good. Yeah. And he, like, spat it out and just put it in the bin. Oh, like, what? It's like a southern you, thing. What? Go have a black pudding. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they eat that? Yeah. Black pudding, he's tossing out Perky Nana. Uh, I remember I used to smash, I used to go to boarding school. Yeah. And like we'd have like a tuck shop and like you'd get like, I don't know, five bucks to spend every day or something. Yeah. And I'd just smash perky Five perky nanas, thanks. Yeah. yeah, I'll take five. Yeah. And like a litre box of like fresh up juice. <laughs> just mixing up a bucket of yeah. Raro. <laughs> oh, we've got a sick shop in Perth. It's called the Kiwi Shop. Oh, yeah. It's just this emporium, man. There's two of them in like the suburbs, like north and south. So about 100 k's apart. It's the Emporium. It's just where you go to get everything. They even yeah. sell the fish in there. You get all the All Blacks gear. Oh, yeah. Everything. You want a Canterbury jersey, you go get that. You want the chocolates, you go get that. It's Everything's in there. Yeah. So it's like every six months or so, you go there and just stock up. Oh, yeah. uh, and final question, mate. Um, if you could transfer one rider to your team, who would it be and why? And that's a tough one because you guys kind of have everyone yeah. good, but who would you want? Could be for sporting or just for, you know, banter reasons too. Oh, I don't know. I reckon Pethy would be a good shout. Oh, Lawrence Pethy. Yeah. I'd bring him in. He's here, reckon, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Good guy. Yep. Uh, absolute weapon on the bike as well. Yeah, so he's stepping up too. I reckon, yeah. Yeah. He'd be a good transfer to come in. Tell also, you? Yeah, good chat. Yeah. Tell you what, Kiwi's last like 18, two years. Yeah. Men's and women's. Putting together a bloody yeah. bit of force, eh? No, it's good. Me? I feel like this whole this year group, but we've, I mean, like me, yeah. Lawrence, uh, Ruben, we've all been like together since we were like 15, you know? Yeah. Racing Always together. Racing. I feel like we pushed each other along, and then now, yeah, we're on like the in the world tour all together, so it's quite nice to find Yeah. You could almost have just like a, I don't know, Oceana team, eh? Yeah. Just a fucking squad sponsored by. Whitaker's and, I don't know, yeah. VB. That's Peggy Nanas. <laughs> oh, that Peggy as well. Yeah, no, oh, that's good. sick. Oh, well, Finn, mate, good luck for the rest of the tour. Uh, tour and under. And, um, yeah, just, you know, we hope to see you have a good, good year, mate. Yeah, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah.
that's another episode of the Pro Stream Podcast done and dusted. I hope you enjoyed this ep. If you did, don't forget to leave a rating uh, on Spotify or Apple or share it on Instagram or just tell a mate about it who you think you might love it. And uh, Legends, big thanks to Finn Fisher Black. Follow him this year. He's got a massive, massive amount of potential and I think uh, he can be one of those real final domestiques uh, for the big teams, for UAE uh, in the future. And I think this year we're going to see him go another level yet again. But uh, for now, guys, we've got another episode coming up around Cadell Evans' Gradish and Road Race. Uh, should be a pretty special guest. And then we get into the European riders as the season begins and opening weekend. All right, legends. Thanks for listening. See you later.